Ladies and gentlemen, Rome Coverage Week 16. I'm Aaron here with Ricky. And uh, what a week for football we had this week, bud. What the hell happened? A lot. And we're going to dive into that. But before we do, be sure to follow us on social media. Yeah, make sure you uh, look us up on Twitter at the Up HQ. And uh, make sure you start following us on TikTok because we're going to get some uh, shit out there as well. Same handle, the Runner Up HQ. Um, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Look, look us up on Spotify. Listen to us. I hope you are since you're here right now. Um, let's go. Okay. As we always do. Lions. Oh, bad. God. Buccaneers. Better. Um, Bucks <laughs> clinch a playoff spot. 47, First time. 47 to 7. <laughs> Uh, 47 to seven bucks over the lines. Um, so here, here's my, my funny comment of the day. Um, TB 12 Tampa Bay had a 12 season drought. It ends with Tom Brady, number 12, joining the team. But, um, honestly, I'm not surprised by this, this matchup. I obviously I would love to see the Lions do something else because frankly I don't give a shit about the Bucks. You wanted to see it closer. Um, yeah. I, I didn't expect seven to forty seven. I expected like twenty to forty seven. Yeah, it's never it's never a good thing to see a quarterback taken out because it's no use playing him when he's beating a team so well. Yeah. And Tom Brady. Um, I mean, it's crazy. 348 yards, four touchdowns. And you put in Blaine Gabbert, who throws for another two touchdowns at 143 yards. Have a day, Blaine. Um, <laughs> I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Blaine Gabbert's been Tom Brady's backup for like the last 15 seasons. Um, obviously, I know it hasn't been 15 seasons. I don't count that. I don't count Jimmy G. Okay, um, okay. It always just feels like Blaine Gabbert's been around Tom Brady. And I don't know what. I, hell, I could be wrong. This could literally be the first year they've been together. I have no idea. <laughs> That's just how it feels. Um, I mean, it's entirely possible. But, I mean, the Lions have allowed 40 points or more in five games this season, and that's just horrendous. Yeah, I mean, I, that being said, though, there was a, there was a few 40-point games this week. And uh, getting to another one, Saints 52, Vikings 33. Thank you, Alvin Kamara. Have yourself a game. Uh, there's nothing he, else to say. He single-handedly let me beat Aaron in fantasy football in our uh, third yeah. place match. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were playing for our money back in breaking rights, and uh, guess who has no money and no rights? <laughs> you, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was hope. I mean, that being said, though, the Vikings' offense wasn't bad. No, they weren't. Putting up thirty-three against a weird Saints defense. I mean, the, your big problem is when you have Kamara tying Ernie Nevers of the Chicago Cardinals in 1929. Yeah. Yeah. 1929 with the most rushing touchdowns in a single game. Um, <laughs> that would have been a nice record to be broken. That would have been cool. I 2020 mean, could have used that. <laughs> at, at this point, I almost say the record is broken because when you're tying that at how do you get seven rushing touchdowns in a game, let alone six? Like by being better than Kamara. Um, <laughs> Bears forty-one, the Jags seventeen. Nobody's surprised. I'm surprised the Jags put up seventeen. That's that's my shock. I mean, okay, this th- this game was a lot closer than it should have been for a very long time. Um, yeah, 
what yeah. it was 17 to 17 until the third quarters at some point. I was uh, that being said, I was a little worried for a minute there that the Jaguars might come in and mess up their number one draft pick. Um, but Chicago scored 30 points in four straight games for the first time since 1965. And uh, David and Montgomery they were not also, the Cardinals then, I don't believe. Probably not. Um, David Montgomery also joined Walter Payton as the only Chicago player since 1950 to have 100 or more scrimmage yards and one or more touchdown in five straight games. That was back to weeks nine and thir- nine to thirteen in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, I mean Jags fall to one and fourteen. They're still bad. Um, <laughs> Packers forty, Tennessee fourteen. Now, this game was over in the first half. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't think either of us expected that. Unfortunately, I expected the Packers to win, and I don't not like the Packers. I just really love my Titans. Um, I expected the Packers to win. I didn't think it'd be this much of a margin. Um, I, I thought it would be a show out, like a, a showdown, uh, a back-to-back. You're, one team gets a stop, the other team gets a stop. One team gets a touchdown, you get a touchdown, just going until the end of the game. Yeah, and I mean, and, and give credit to the fact that they were playing in Green Bay. Um, yeah. A lot of snow. It's not exactly something common in Tennessee, to my knowledge. And, it's and, not really the, something... and the ultimate complaint of the Packers get penalties for them. Yeah. Um, uh, Tannehill but... had a, what was it, 45, 50-yard run, something like that. Looked cool. But uh, that mean, was really the bright spot of Tennessee's offense this week. Yeah. Well, well when, you have, when you have Aaron Rodgers going 68-1-1 at home when he's leading at halftime as a starter – where his only loss is in 2018 versus Arizona in week 13 mm-hmm. in this scenario, especially, I mean, it, it's so late in the season. It's cold as shit up there. I mean, selfishly, I was really hoping for a Tennessee victory just to clinch that division this week. Um, yeah, I, I would have loved to see Tennessee win. Although I expected the Packers. Yeah. Adams, 11 receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, good game for him. You know, that, that definitely helps. Uh, division, you know, Green Bay 12 and 3, Bears sitting at 8 and 7, Vikes 6 and 9, Lions 5 and 10. Lions the might Lions not finish. Well, I mean, the Lions are going to finish last place because even if the Vikes lose and Lions win, it's still that divisional record. And, and um, I don't I don't see them beating the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> no, Let's be no. honest. Um, yeah. Bears, Bears have a chance. Bears have a chance, which we'll it's- talk about in a bit. Very slim, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Washington 13, Panthers 20. Um, this one hurt. This one. <sighs> so before we get into all of the struggle, I want to preface this by saying Washington is 4-1 and one with Alex Smith as their starter. They are 2-8 and eight with anybody else. Um. And, and Teddy Bridgewater won his first game in nine games. Okay, now we can go. <laughs> 200th win in franchise history for Carolina. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm still not sold on you, believe it or not. I'm not. Oddly enough, this week did not convince me that Bridgewater is a quarterback for the future. I don't think it was that. It wasn't impressive at any any stretch. No, the only thing that was impressive to me is that Washington has a good defense. Yeah. And they happen to score 
in theory, three touchdowns, you know, getting to the 20, 21 point mark. Um, yeah. Dwayne Haskins is let go. I, uh, I broke this news to Ricky. He didn't know that before we hopped on here. Um, <laughs> before this week's game, I, I believe it was before this week's game, he was caught at a strip club. Um, yeah. they, Without a mask. He, he was uh, informed that he would no longer be a captain. Um, and after his performance this week, he was informed that the team was going to no longer require his services. Say what? Didn't they find him like forty grand? I'm not sure offhand. Um, it it was some crazy figure, but I mean, on on to that point is my entire outline for this game is Haskins struggles, and there's no shocker. I mean, he was 14 for 28, 154 yards, and two interceptions. That that is not impressive by yeah. any stretch. Like you can you can get into 300 plus yard territory, have two interceptions and still have a good game because you're at least getting them down to the end zone and somebody can run it in at one, one yard out. But. Oh, do you think this was a bit premature on Haskins? No. Um. (laughs) I mean, yes, it sucks. There's one game left in the regular season. You're putting a whole lot more pressure. I want to say yes. It's a little premature because this is his second season. Um, but from reports that have come out, and obviously I'm no expert, neither are you. Um, from reports that have come out, but are we the experts because we're doing the podcast? That's right, we are experts. Um, from recent reports that have come out and reports that have come out in the past, the leadership mentality doesn't seem to be there. Um, the maturity doesn't seem to be there, and I want nothing but the best from because I think he can be a fine quarterback somewhere else. Um, but the key is somewhere else. Washington's hoping they have Alex Smith going forward. We're all hoping they have Alex Smith going forward. Uh, Washington Come needs a win kid. next week. They need a win next week. Uh, Cowboys 37, Eagles 17. A um, little surprised by this. I, I mean, uh, I didn't care, but I really thought Hertz might have a – I thought if Hertz was going to go off this week, or if Hertz was going to have a game before that, this is where he really went off, it was going to be this week against the Cowboys. Um, so – I would say I expected the outcome to almost legitimately just be flipped. Mm-hmm. I expected a decent game from the Cowboys, but not a great game. And I expected a much, much better game from the Eagles. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton played really well. 22 for 30, 377 yards, three touchdowns. He threw an interception. And Jalen didn't have a bad game. I oh, mean, What is this, his third or fourth career start anyway? Third, third career start. Threw 342 yards um, on 39 attempts, uh, one touchdown. He did have two interceptions, but he joined Lamar Jackson as the only quarterback in, or only quarterbacks because there are two of them with Lamar and himself in the last 70 years to have 50 or more rushing yards in their first career, first three career starts. And I, I'd say that's that's pretty pretty good, Absolutely. especially looking at what Lamar Jackson has started doing in. Baltimore. Yeah, I think uh, I think Hertz is going to be great for the Eagles going forward. Um, I want I do want to touch on real quick. Andy Dalton had a good game. Yes, he did. Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. No, he he is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, he's no Joe Flacco. He's not a. Yeah, you're right. He is no Joe Flacco. Um, <laughs> Andy Dalton's more in Nick Foles territory to me, but I I actually like Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, The other thing about this game that actually shocked me is 
Ezekiel Elliott actually kind of did something for once. Yeah, it's he had been, 100 it's yards. been a whole year since he's done anything. Good for him. He had 100 yards. Yep, yep. He, uh, he's sure earning that money. Ravens 27, <laughs> Giants. Yeah, Ravens 27, Giants 13. This is no surprise to me. Um, no. I know the Giants had you fooled for a little bit there a couple weeks ago. See, my thing is, I I expected games to be closer from the Giants, and I, I mean, in the, the past couple weeks, I expected at least one win. And them doing what they have kind of shocks me that they've lost three in a row. But Did the Giants have Daniel Jones this week? I don't know offhand. I, I honestly I couldn't tell. I know he's been in and out the last couple of weeks, if I if I recall correctly. Um, but nonetheless, not a surprise that Baltimore takes this victory. Baltimore's been sneaking up a little bit lately. Um, they've been showing up. Um, the the other the other fact that makes this game even more obvious of a victory for the Ravens is their rushing totals between the two teams. Ravens had 249 yards. The Giants had 54. I mean, what else is there to say? If you're, I not, mean, moving the, if you're not moving the ball, you're not going to score. So, games. so here, here, here's one... <laughs> Here's one point that makes these last three games even more embarrassing. The Giants have, for the first time in three games, scored more than eight points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, J.K. Dobbins, a touchdown in each uh, game for five straight games. It's a Baltimore rookie record. So here's to you, J.K. J.K. Washington, Washington and Dallas sit atop at six and nine. Giants five and ten. Eagles four ten and one. Uh, the only team that cannot win this division is the Eagles. Probably the Giants. Um, I'm not sure what their divisional record is. Um, so divisional records are Washington and Giants are at three and two. Cowboys are two and three. And obviously, then the Eagles are two and three. Um, so I guess theoretically, it's anybody's game. Um, the Eagles. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean, the the Cowboys are playing the Giants, and Washington's playing the Eagles. So, so hypothetically speaking, Giants win, Washington loses. The Giants take the division. Heck, Cowboys yeah. win, Washington loses. Cowboys take the division. Washington and Cowboys win. Washington takes the division. There's a, there's a few cool scenarios here. I'm excited to see what this week brings. There there are a lot of interesting scenarios. That can play out. Uh, Seahawks 20, Rams 9. Uh, God, the NFC West is weird. The NFC West is freaking weird. LA. The, LA. <laughs> and and they, they're still probably going to make the playoffs. And they played like Fool me shit. once. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool you three times. Yeah. Shame on me. <laughs> um, I don't know what to expect from NFC West. I've said for weeks, I'm not sold on Seattle. I'm not sold on LA. I mean, they, they clinched the division. Me. So, you know, no, actually, th- this is uh, an interesting t- statistic, is the Seahawks clinching the West for the first time since 2016. It's insane they, to me. They have made the Super Bowl every season. They have won the NFC West with 11 or more wins. Guess how many wins they have? 
11, but I hate to see streaks come to an end, but it's not happening in 2020. If Seattle makes it to the Super Bowl, and yeah, I'll, I'll go on record right now. It's not going to be in 2020. It's going to turn it starts in 2021. Come on. 2021. If Seattle wins, let alone makes the Super Bowl, we'll figure out some sort of punishment. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you all know, all three of you. The I mean, it's not going to happen, but hell yeah, brother. Uh, we'll do something. We'll figure something out. Uh, 49ers 20, Cardinals 12, Niners had Kittle back. That helped out. I um, mean, Jeff Wilson had a hell of a game, 183 sure. rushing yards, and he didn't even get the, the compensation of having a touchdown. Nope, nope. Why should he? Uh, <laughs> the, the 49ers, what they showed me this week is what we've assumed all along the season. If healthy, solid team. Something. Yeah. yeah. It's just been very, very unfortunate all the injuries they've dealt with this year. I'm expecting big things from the uh, Niners in the 21-22 season. Uh, as soon as you get Jimmy G back, able to be healthy, that, that's, that's a team to watch and be afraid of. Seattle clinches division 11 4, uh, Rams 9 and 6, Cards 8 and 7, Niners 6 and 9. Um, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I am sorry, man. You know what this showed me this week, right? Is that we were right a couple weeks ago. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Yeah. 17 uh, 14 Chiefs over Falcons. The Chiefs almost lost to the Falcons. The Chiefs should have lost to the Falcons. To be fair, we, we've said for the last couple weeks the Falcons are not as bad as their record shows. They don't show as a 4-10 team now. They don't show as a 4-11 team. They didn't show as a 4-9 team. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan this, had 300 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think Patrick Mahomes had 300 yards. No, 278. First, first or second time this season he hasn't had 300 yards. Um, yeah, so... The Falcons are definitely not a 4-11. and 11, Definitely don't look like a 4-11 team. Those Chiefs did not look like a 14-1 and one team. Uh-uh. They did not look at the opposite of the Jaguars. No. I, what, that, so, what that showed me, aside from the fact that Aaron Rodgers should be MVP, was the Chiefs are not winning the Super Bowl this year. No, and I, I, I firmly agree with you on that point. I... The, so the, the statistic that I have out here is since KC has clinched the number one seed in the AFC, each of the last two defending champions to earn the number one seed returned to the Super Bowl, and they both lost. Yeah. I, I don't seen, even think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Seeing how they played this week, I would not think they would. They, they, are, they peaked too early this season. And they are, even though they're still winning, they're on a downward trend. Saints 11 and 4, I believe they have the division. Um, Bucks 10 and 5, Panthers 5 and 10, Falcons 4 and 11. Yeah, you are correct. Um, they do have the division. Yeah. You posed a fun question here, Ricky. Uh, who, who, for everybody who doesn't know, which is all of you because we haven't said it, Ricky composed the outline this week, which, which is usually something that I do. Um, and he did a fantastic job. And I just want to give a little bit of acknowledgement to that. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky has a little question here. Who gets home field advantage and why is it the Packers? <laughs> what does this mean for everyone coming to Green Bay? Uh, to answer the second part of the question first, it means they have to deal with those weather conditions. Oh, yeah. That we saw affect Tennessee. And it's not even the bad part of winter yet. Yeah. 
Now, why is it the Packers? Because they are the NFC. I mean, they they currently have the best record. And yes, it's by one game, but they they do have the Bears, which two teams, both similar temperature and areas of the Midwest. I mean, yes, the Bears could win. The Packers could lay up and just kind of let it go. But I can't imagine them laying up because they want home field advantage. If Um, there's any two teams that are going to stop the Packers from becoming, from going to the Super Bowl, it's going to either be the Saints or it's going to be the Buccaneers. And the best way to stop that is get get it up north. It's uh, the, the reason the Buccaneers would have a chance there it's Tom's experience in that weather. Yeah, that, that's very true. Be, coming from New England, that's a fairly similar climate. The only difference is the proximity to uh, a Great Lake compared to being a little bit more inland in, in Massachusetts. Yeah. But I, the the big concern I think for everyone else in the NFC playoff, having to go to Green Bay, is the fact that winter is finally coming. I mean. We have a big storm coming across the, the Midwest right now. And it's only a matter of time where we get got that 40 some inches over in uh, New York a couple of weeks ago. And now, now it's coming to the Midwest. Um, it's going to be really interesting when, when we look at the playoff pictures, I mean, Packers that I, I think they have the number one spot locked. Um, they're, they're going to beat the bears. And if they don't beat the Bears, the Bears deserve to be in that playoff spot, uh, in that seventh spot, which is ultimately possible. Mm-hmm. Um, your number two team is it, – it's going to be the Saints. They're playing the Panthers. I don't envision if, the Panthers if coming out ever again and winning. for Bridgewater to do Bridgewater fans, it's going to be this week. Yeah. Uh, your number three team in the division is going to be – or in the, the conference is going to be Seattle. Uh, they have the 49ers next. They could lose that game. They very easily could lose that game. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I'm kind of expecting them to, to be quite frank. Um, and, and if they do, the, the Buccaneers likely win, and you could flip-flop three and four. Um, Buccaneers are your most likely four spot, as is, depending on what happens. Playing the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons, again, are not a 4-11, and 4-11. and yeah. But Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and – it's probably going to happen that he's going to win. The Falcons um, are the Falcons against Tom Brady. Yeah. To no fault of Matt Ryan. No. I'll say that to my dying days. Um, your, your likely fifth spot goes to the Rams, but this could go either direction because they play the Cardinals. And it depends on which team shows up because they're going to end up with the same record and they currently have the same divisional record. So... Whoever wins this game gets that spot. And then you have the Washington Eagles and Cowboys Giants. That picks out your seventh spot. Um, if if the, Bears, the Bears win, and I think only if the Cardinals lose, um, they're in. I don't think the Bears are going to win. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win. I'm not sure what that means. You don't think the means. Cardinals are going to beat the Rams this week? I'm putting my faith in LA one more time. Okay, and I'm going to go opposite you because I do think the Rams can do it. Um, 
And, and that just, that just makes this more interesting because then you're, I mean, they're both, they both should be in the playoffs because we both agree that the bears are going to lose. Um, yeah. But um, there are a few scenarios that can, can shake out the, the NFC picture. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Steelers 28 Colts, 24 Indy. You had Fuck it. You. you had it. Fuck you had you. this. <laughs> you had uh. this. You could have gave my Browns a chance, but not, we'll get to that. <laughs> but. Um, so Blankenship has tied the Colts record for the most field goals by a rookie kicker, which is a fantastic feat. Um, Kids had an incredible year. Oh, yeah. And incredible I mean, he's not the only rookie kicker that's that showed up this year. Um, the Bills kicker has also done that. And his mm-hmm. name is escaping me right now. And I feel badly. Um, <laughs> Bass, Tyler Bass. There we go. Um, Gosh, but, won the second. The Steelers have two more takeaways in this game. And, I mean, it's it's their 11th game this season with two or more. Steelers I, are looking bad. Steelers are not looking good. Um, no, but they still have takeaways. And that's that's the only reason they win. Yeah. Because they should not have won this game. No, no, they should not. Now, uh, another team that shouldn't have lost this game. Um, <laughs> before... Before we get into this, I love my Jets. I love I love my Flacco Jets. I love my Cleveland Browns. So this game had so many playoff implications. Inadvertently. Which is hilarious. If because was the Jets ever... had won one game. <laughs> this did two things right. Maybe just one thing, right? Nope, two things. Okay. One, it proved to people that Jets are not as bad as their initial 0-13 record suggested. 100%. The second thing it did right is it showed people that Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville, Florida, where he should be going. Yeah. There's no reason for him to go anywhere else. No. Um, so... The, the Browns basically knocked themselves out of the playoffs with this loss. And the Jets cemented the fact that they are not anywhere near the first round draft or the first draft pick. But this is the, the very odd fun fact of the day. Of the four teams in the Super Bowl era to start 0-13 and win week 14, three of them have also won week 15. We're going to say three of them were also the Jets. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Bengals 37, Texans 31. My, my Cincy boys did it again. Back-to-back weeks. Sure um, did. Brandon Allen, I believe, quarterback this game. What a good-looking guy. I love those Bengals. There's not much more to say about this game, to be quite honest. No, I mean, it's, it's a, little, a slightly different victory, considering mm-hmm. you're going for a last game against the Steelers that are 11-2. and two. Um. And now you're going against the Texans that are not a good team. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a close game still. You know. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he, he's become the fastest player to reach 100 passing touchdowns with uh, 15 rushing touchdowns since the 70s. And it's in 53 career games. But the Bengals have also put up 20 or more points in two straight games. And you, they, had, uh, they had fewer than 20 in the past five. So 
Go Bengals. Yep, uh, two straight wins for the first time since week four and five in 2018 for the Bengals. Oh, my um, God. Now, uh, do you think it's time to get Deshaun out of Houston? He, I'd like to. We, I mean, this was the conversation last week, I believe, with Ben. Um, he is the Matt Stafford of Houston. I mean, showcasing that he has the ability to be a great quarterback just stuck at a team that doesn't know what to do with them. I would, I would love to see both of them go somewhere else just because I want to see them succeed more than they, they are because of their teams. And I don't think that the Texans want to lose Deshaun Watson, but I think Deshaun Watson should want to move on to a better team or potentially better team. Steelers clinched division at 12 and three Ravens and Browns both at 10 and five and Bengals four ten and one. Um, Bills 38, Patriots 9. Oh, this was this was nice. This was nice. This this makes me happy because uh Cam Newton gets benched. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's what we've been asking for the whole time we've done this show. <laughs> I know. So so Cam gets benched. Josh Allen throws for 320 and four touchdowns. Uh, the the Bills swept the Patriots for the first time since 99. Josh Allen was three. And Bill Belichick was the Jets' defensive coordinator. Hey, there's my Jets. They're making a they're making an appearance anywhere they can. So not only that, but Josh Allen made a shitload of Bills history this week. Thirty-four passing touchdowns this season. So he he passes the most touchdown passes in a single season in Bills history, and most games with four or more passing touchdowns in a single season. Both of those records were held by Jim Kelly. Uh, at 33 and three respectively. And then he passes Drew Bledsoe with the most 300 yard or more passing yard games in a season at seven. You know who else passed up Bledsoe? Had a, had a wonderful career afterwards. I, I, I think I do. Yeah, then we're not going to talk about it. Uh, he, uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think he has the acronym of Tampa Bay, correct? Uh, no, but instead of Tampa, let's talk Miami. Dolphins, 26. Raiders, 25. Uh, my, those damn Raiders. They're hurting my heart. Um, I'm not going to answer the question this week. I'm not going to ask it. Um, but I do want to recognize that Miles Gaskin had one hell of a game. Um, I do also want to recognize this was a Raiders victory until it wasn't. One second left. Yeah, until it I mean, wasn't. Yeah, Darren Waller also, he he made Raiders history with the most receptions by a tight end in the season. He has 98. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, no, it's uh, – look, the, the Raiders were out of this going in. Um, Ricky, I'm going to ask you a question. There's not much to say other than – I'm going to ask you a question, Ricky. In 2021 and 2022, are the Raiders good? Fucking hell. instinctively I am going to say no because that's my gut reaction but it's possible because they have they have the necessary pieces it's just not put together yet like you need one or two more people to make this an excellent offense it hasn't even been injuries that have no it's just what happened that's there's no right answer like, I don't know, is, is this a Derek Carr problem? Is this a receiver core problem? Like, is it a coaching problem? I, yeah. 
I simply don't know. Um, is it just that the locker room is not rallying around its leaders? I mean, uh, good on your Dolphins. You're hanging in there, ten and five as well. Buffalo at twelve and three. Patriots six and nine. Jets two and thirteen. Oh, that woo! feels good to say. That feels so good to say. Um, Chargers nineteen. Broncos sixteen. Herbert, yeah, got yeah. a rookie record. Yeah. I mean, he's our boy. He's got 28 passing touchdowns this season. Um, as I've brought up at least the past two, if not past three weeks, the Broncos still have the most giveaways by any team this season at 32. And they only had 16 last year. And that you, you Is can't it too win. too early to assess Drew Locke? If we um, assess Dwayne Haskins, we could assess Drew Locke. I, I would say no. And that's because when he got his spot, I don't think he was ever going to be the franchise man. Um, he wasn't drafted as a franchise man, that's for sure. I, I, I would say he was your your filler quarterback. Um, he hasn't quite served his purpose, but he's done okay serving his purpose. I mean, he's had moments where he's shown like where he's shown that he could be a journeyman, if you will. Yeah, um, but I. I, I still can't see him being being that guy. I'm I'm sure there's somebody else in the NCAA that they can pick up who they will probably put all of their chips behind or a good yeah. chunk of them just to see what happens next year. It wouldn't shock me if Broncos drafted a quarterback this season. Yeah. Um, Chiefs sit at fourteen and one. Raiders seven and eight. Chargers six and nine. Broncos five and ten. Um, obviously, Chiefs have the division. But those other three spots are up for grabs. <laughs> like we could have a we could have a tie for second, we could have a tie for a third. You know who's to say? <laughs> uh, and then uh, we've covered all the games with AFC AFC South recap: Titans and Colts in at ten and five each. Texans at four and eleven. The Jags at one and fourteen. Ricky, another wonderful question that you posed here: <laughs> Who wins the AFC South, and why is it the Titans? I love it. I love it. I, Titans, I think I, Titans I think, have the Texans this week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Titans have Texans, Colts have the Jaguars. Colts better win. Titans should win. Neither of these teams should lose this week. Um, yes. Titans have the better individual record. And the, the part that matters more is head-to-head, but They've both both won and lost to each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's the Titans. It should, for all intents and purposes, it should be the Titans. Um, well, yes, because even even though they're tying at 11, 11 and five next week, uh, division record, Titans are four and one, Colts are three and two, and a, a five and one record turns uh, turns out to be better than a, a four and two record. So, sure. math is hard. Yeah. Uh, number one seed, you're looking at Chiefs at the Chargers. Um, it should be a guarantee the Chiefs win this game. The way they've played lately, I'm not sold. So they this isn't even this isn't even Herbert. This has nothing to do with Herbert. So they've clinched home field. Yeah. I frankly can see them not trying, and making sure that 
there, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all stay healthy. Like I think the worst thing you could do, um, I think Mahomes has to start the game. I think he has okay. to play the first half. If you pull him after that, that's one thing. Yeah. But I think the worst thing you could do is have give Mahomes two weeks off like that. I mean, let's let's look at the past couple of weeks. Is it really a bad idea with how things have been going? No, I just I get I. You see it all the time in every sport. I, I, was, I know where you're coming yeah. from, but I, I'm I, I'm playing more so devil's advocate because I'm wondering, would it be beneficial to allow him rest time? Because I mean, it, it's probably not it's not a mental thing because he's talked in the past that if he throws an interception, he doesn't think about it and just keeps doing what he's doing because I mean he's a professional quarterback that can't get into his mind. But it, it, in, in theory, it'd be it'd be smart. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Chiefs, they, they have home field. Um, Bills are looking at the Dolphins, and it's not even necessarily a must win for the Dolphins to be able to get in the playoffs, which is wild. Um, as as I don't think the Dolphins win. I still think this is the Bills game. I, um, I agree. And yeah. I mean, we had the conversation week week one of all of this. Yeah. Um, and I said the Bills are going to, or the <laughs> Dolphins are going to make it. I mean, hell, honestly, we saw it again this week, right? Um, we saw last week that the Bills did not take it easy on the Broncos. Hell no. We saw this week the Bills did not take it easy on the Patriots. Thank you. Do you think there's a chance in hell they're going to take it easy on Miami? No. The and, actual I mean, threat to their division? No chance yeah, in hell. No, no, no chance in hell. And, I mean, I'm looking at this game. The The Dolphins are going to lose. And our, our third seed matchup is the Steelers against the Browns. Steelers, I think, are going to win this game. I think, and this is such a cop-out answer. Um, it depends what Steelers team we get. It depends what Browns team we get. Yes. Because if we get the Steelers of the last three weeks and the Browns of not this last week, it's the Browns all day. Uh-huh. But if we get the Browns of this last week and the Steelers of, hell, even this last week, it's the Steelers. Yeah. Um, um, this game's really a toss-up for me. It, 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 and it's... I, I want the Browns. My my head says the Steelers, given, but that, that's also just because of their record and how dominant they were at the start of this season. <laughs> the first um, 12 game or 10 Yeah, games. but realistically, these last couple games, even a few of those victories for the Steelers, they weren't good. It's, it's a completely different team. Um, um, I, so this I game's think, really, it's a coin toss, honestly. And, um, and I think knowing how they've played the past few weeks is is what pushes the Steelers to win this game because it almost feels as if it is a must-win game. Even though it's not, you've already got the playoffs. Well, I can but see that. You have no momentum, and you, you won a fluke game. You have to win dominantly this weekend to make it feel like you're going to be able to do anything in the playoffs. As for the Browns, um, this is a must-win game. Um, th- this is their first game of the playoffs. This is the Browns' first game of yes. the playoffs. Yes. Um, um, I hope... Then our, our four and five game are Titans and Colts against the Texans and Jags. Uh, Jags, Jesus. Um, then, then we have the Ravens at the are playing the Bengals, um, and again, Dolphins playing the Bills, who are right now in the seventh spot. Yeah. Um... So th- there's a there's a three way option for the sixth and seventh 
spot in the AFC. It's the no. Ravens, the Dolphins, the Browns. Um, I mean, that's they're both they're all ten and five. So that being said, real quick, if, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just uh, by some bullshit miracle, the Jaguars beat the Colts, and the Ravens and the Dolphins and the Browns all win. Colts are out. And by that same logic, if those four teams win and the Titans somehow lose to the Texans, Titans are suddenly out. Neither neither of those should happen. But that is something we do have to acknowledge. Yeah, so those, I mean, whoever theoretically, if all five of those teams lose – one of them, I mean, the, the Titans are in because then they, they, they clinched their division even though they lost. Um, and then I, I did not look at the, the Colts record against any of these teams. Um, so I frankly couldn't tell you. Well, it's merely because they're all sitting at 10 and 5 right now. I know, but yeah. so the, here, here's where the tiebreakers matter. The first tiebreaker that matters the most is head-to-head. And this is three or more teams because we're looking at three or more teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at head-to-head. The, the Dolphins have played neither. The Ravens have beat the Browns twice. Um, so head-to-head advantage, Ravens over the Browns. Dolphins still in the mix. Um, then you look at the win-loss in the division. And when you look at win-loss in the division, we have three and two for Baltimore, two and three for Cleveland, and we can't account for the Dolphins because they're not in the same division. Um, And then we have win-loss in common games. This is where it matters the most because Dolphins have beat the Jets, they've beat the Raiders, and... Um, they are one and one with the Patriots. The Ravens lost to the Patriots. The Browns lost to the Jets, lost to the Raiders, and lost to the Ravens twice. So, if either one of these teams lose, the Browns or the Ravens, and the Dolphins also lose, they have the head-to-head. So something we're kind of glossing over, um, the Ravens and the Bengals. On paper, this is Baltimore all day. The Bengals have been playing crazy. The Bengals have been scratching and fighting lately. Um, yeah. The and NFC the, is exciting right now. The Ravens have also been playing crazy recently. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not trying to discredit Baltimore whatsoever, but this is not just a stepping stone for Baltimore right now. No. They they have to go into if they go into this game overlooking Cincinnati they're going to lose. Yep. Um, and 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 they have to win this game otherwise they potentially are out of the playoffs. There are two things that I see happening and obviously we'll know by this time next week. Um, the six teams I have going are the one through six seeds we currently have listed. Yep. Leaving Dolphins and Cleveland. Dolphins are going to get in because they lose and Cleveland loses. Yep. Or Cleveland's getting in because they win and Miami loses. Those are the and two possible outcomes I see right now. 
Yeah, um, and I, I, I really don't think that the Steelers lose, even though they probably should lose. Yeah, I, it's I, and like I said, for me right now, that one's it's it's genuinely too hard to say. Yeah. Um. Boop, 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 boys. <laughs> Which one do you want to start with, here, Ricky? Which one do you want to start here with? Uh, let, let let's go with current class. Okay. Uh, so we have two Bubba Boys rankings this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first one we're starting off with is rookie running backs. And we are going with Antonio Gibson, drafted in the third round, 66th overall. J.K. Dobbins, second round, 55th overall. And Zach Moss, third round, 86th overall. Ricky, you know how this goes by now. Give it to Ooh, me. Motherfucker. Because I'm, um, I'm assuming our best is the same. I hope so. <laughs> So I I will do my normal talking about all of all the stats that I find relevant. You I'll can think back off of it, yeah. <laughs> um so let's start with Antonio Gibson. Um playing in 13 games this season, he has 151 attempts for 720 yards. His long is a is a 40-yard rush. He has 11 touchdowns, 37 first downs. He has not fumbled or at least has not lost a fumble. Um, and he has 35 receptions for 241 yards and no receiving touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins played in 14 games. He has 121 attempts for 645 rushing yards. Along a 44, seven touchdowns, 34 first. He has fumbled twice, and he has 18 receptions for 120 yards. Also no receiving touchdowns. So on to Zach Moss, 12 games he's played in, 109 attempts, 473 rushing yards, a 31-yard long, only four touchdowns, still has 30 first downs, no fumbles, 13 receptions for 82 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Um, I can tell you right now that my bust, I am doing them dirty. Because I... I don't think there was a way we have a bust in this that we're not doing dirty, but that's that's the whole point of this segment. I, I Yes. Um, part of me is doing this based off of the team they are on and the impact they have on that team currently. Um, Zach Moss is my bust simply because Josh Allen is so dominant. He's not as necessary. He clearly has showed his ability. And I think he next couple years is rushing in that top spot on their team and making Josh Allen's life a hell of a lot easier. Um, now my bearable JK Dobbins. And I, I only do that because of all of the rushing threats in Baltimore. I mean, when he is competing with, Gus Edwards um, with, well, theoretically Mark Ingram, not anymore. And with Lamar Jackson, you're, you're looking at a difficult spot to really get a whole lot of attempts. Um, and Lamar Jackson is just such a threat that it makes it difficult. I, I mean, Antonio Gibson's my man. We, we've given him some love already mm -hmm. in previous episodes. He, I mean, he is a good rusher and 
he has shown that he is not only a rusher, but he is a receiver. And that that fact alone to me puts him in the best pick for these three. Um, I have the same order as you. I was really close to having um, – we spoke earlier when I was going over stats and whatnot over these guys, and I said that my bust was really surprising to me. Um, my bust was going to be Dobbins. Same simply for the same reasons that you listed Moss as your bust is when you're behind a guy like Lamar. Yeah. You're not needed. And I don't mean that how that sounds. Um, but when you have a running quarterback and a guy like Lamar or scrambler, however you want to put it, the, your actual running backs are going to suffer. Um, and we've, hell, we've seen that with Zach Moss. Um, but Based merely off of, you know, the statistics listed, I do have Moss as my boss just because, and to be, to his credit, two games less than Dobbins, a game less than Gibson. Um, Gibson's getting used, though, all the time, every time, um, and he cleared best for me. Before we go into the other Bubba Boys, let's go ahead and do our runner-up as we get a little break in here. All right. Uh, runner-up we're comparing to is against... Uh, Camara. I mean, who else would it be? You know, we've we've already said everything we need to say about him this week. Six touchdowns, 155 oh. yards. I mean, um, all right. So, Ricky, why don't you go with your runner up first, and why? Um, why are they the winners? <laughs> okay, so I I have I have four options this week. Um, I. I have to go with Miles Gaskin. Excuse me. He he was a threat in two senses this week, both as a rusher and a receiver. 87 rushing yards, 82 receiving yards, and he had two touchdown receptions. And, I mean, the, the stat line alone is phenomenal. Um. My my runner up to the runner up assistant read assistant to the regional manager uh, is Mike Evans. I mean he he had 181 yards and he had two touchdowns on 10 receptions. And anytime you get close to 200 yards is just a ridiculous feat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and we're we're looking at players like Stefan Diggs and Devonte Adams week in week out just throwing up these crazy games because. They get all the targets. Um, so he he is a very close second to me. Um, and Stefan Diggs and David Johnson are my my two or my three and four. Uh, David Johnson had 128 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and a recept a receiving touchdown. I only think he had like 13 receiving yards, which is not spectacular in receiving, but 128 rushing yards is impactful. And then Stefan Diggs had, I mean, he had a show. 145 yards, three touchdowns on nine receptions. I mean, anytime Josh Allen goes off, Stefan is one to go off with him. If it's not Diggs, um, it's Beasley, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's most likely both. Yep, yep. No, I have, I have uh, one guy as my runner-up. And uh, I was considering Johnson. Um, but this is somebody I really think has been vastly – overshadowed and had a, had a great game that everybody's forgetting about 
Um, it's not from week 16. He didn't even play week 16. And that's quarterback for your Cincinnati Bengals, Ryan Fenway. Oh, yeah, man. Beat the Steelers. Oh, yeah. 87 man. passing yards, one passing touchdown, 47 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Now, those stats aren't going to jump off the page at you. Um, oh, but that man played his heart he out. He played with more passion and, like, grit than I think I've ever seen any other quarterback play. And, Ricky, I was texting you for the majority of that game about yeah. – it seemed like every five minutes I'm texting you, like, God, what a hit on Finley. He was getting he, hit hard. He was showing me almost like what Matt Stafford does, where he just gets hit, gets up, and goes. Like, it doesn't matter how hurt he gets. He's going to play. It was a hit where I believe three of Pittsburgh's guys got him. Maybe, you know, bend him forward, bend him backward, bend him to the side. And the first thing Finley could do when he could think to do something was look to see if he completed his pass. Yeah. That's a quarterback. My, my, my favorite moment in that game was when your announcers have to go, I can't tell if he's smiling or grimacing. Because he yeah. goes, he gets rushes for the first down, gets tackled. And I think it's a smile. I'm going with a smile, but it had to have hurt still. Yeah, I, like I said, the stats are not going to jump off the page. I, and I'm totally fine given they're up to Gaskin this week. But that's not just something I want us to not talk about. And that's not – I just that's not something I wonder what you forget. Finley didn't play this week. Um, I think he earned the right to. But that's neither here nor there. The Bengals still got the win. But those Bengals looked really good against Pittsburgh. And especially since we did our episode on Monday and ended right as that game started. Yep, and I, I – <laughs> I know we had the conversation. If you said if they won, he was yeah. runner-up no matter what. And I, I did say that. I said after we went off the air that if uh, the Bengals won this game, Ryan Finley was my runner-up no matter what. And I'm sticking by my Here word. we are. Yeah. <laughs> but boys, round two. And now this one I'm excited for, Ricky. This was a really fun surprise. Um, we are doing number one draft picks at quarterback. Uh, 2004, Eli Manning. 2009, Matt Stafford. And 2012, Andrew Luck. Um now, Ricky, I'm expecting us to disagree here. No, go you ahead and tell me why me. you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. So, first off, I wanna wanna explain. We're not doing this just off of rookie seasons for these three players. We are comparing their entire careers. Yes, Matt Stafford is still going. I understand, but we can still have a, a very good conversation. And when I was looking at stats alone, not even thinking about anything else, I was surprised. Um, starting off, we're going to look at Eli Manning, uh, drafted number one in 04. He played in 236 games. He had 8,119 passing attempts. He completed 4,895 for just over 60%. Like, just barely. Uh, he had 57,000 passing yards. He averaged seven yards per, per completion, 366 touchdown passes, 244 interceptions. He was sacked, sacked 411 times, a QBR for his career at 84.1. Now we're moving a little bit to the present day. Uh, Matt Stafford, he... 
comes in at 164 games. And according to Aaron, that is 164 starts. I did not realize that statistic. Yeah, when I was going over stats today, um, and and to be fair, this is the same thing for Andrew Luck, 86 games, 86 86 starts. And I just found that really interesting because Eli didn't always start every game, but that's not important. That's neither here nor there. Um, Okay, Stafford has 6,193 attempts. Um, 3,878 completions for 62.62%. I wonder if that's repeating because I don't like math. Uh, He's thrown for 44,816 yards. He averages 7.2 per completion. He is at 279 touchdowns, 143 interceptions. He has been sacked 384 times. He is getting close to Eli on that mark. Um, his QBR is 89.8 for his career. Now, moving on to the, the youngest, but the uh, one who is actually retired still, uh, Andrew Luck. Oh, he youngest. played in 80- That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Youngest and the one that retired first. Yep. Yikes. Uh, he was, All for himself. Uh, which is smart. Yeah, good good I mean, on you, Andrew. Good on you. And, I mean, he got a degree from Stanford, so. Good man. Uh, 86 games. 3,290 attempts, 2,000 completions for a 60.79 completion percentage. Uh, so that that outmarks Eli. Um, only 23,000 passing yards. Granted, it's in many less seasons. Um, 7.2 yards per completion, 171 touchdowns, 83 interceptions, sacked 174 times, and QBR of 89.5. I personally chose to ignore anything related to rushing because I felt that none of these were relevant. I mean, you get rushing touchdowns, but they are not rushing quarterbacks. I included fumbles, but I didn't, I didn't incorporate anything else rushing wise. Fair. Um, And I, a lot of what I did when I was doing this is I ignored most of the playoffs because yes, Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. He also does not have a very good win percentage overall. Career 500 record. It is 500. And Matt Stafford has played with the Lions. And if that tells you anything, going 0-16 is a wonderful feat. Um, so I'm going to start with my bearable. Okay. Um, because I... I could honestly go any which direction with all of them. There is an argument for each one of them in each one of these spots. My bearable is Eli Manning. And part of that has to do with the Giants. The Giants, to me, have never felt like an amazing team and he managed to do something with them. Um, I mean, he destroyed all hopes and dreams of a perfect season uh, for New England and won a Super Bowl and then again ruined some hopes and dreams and won a second Super Bowl. He is bearable to me. I mean, he is about as down the middle, marginal, I mean – He's a professional quarterback, obviously, but 500 
for his career win loss. He throws 60% and that's less than the other, than the other two less than the averages, a lot of interceptions. So do I go for my bust or my best? Um, Let me go start with your bearable. I will go with where I have Manning. Okay. I have Manning as my bust. Um, and the main, re- main reason being is I do not incorporate. I didn't incorporate playoffs at all into okay. my into my rankings. Um, and it's it, the statistics. No, fifty-seven thousand yards, passing yards. Cool, awesome. You know, three hundred sixty-six career touchdowns. Sure, two hundred forty-four interceptions, um, one hundred seventeen and one hundred seventeen. You know, career record. Um, 125 fumbles. I'm not sure if all of those were lost or what that was. Yeah. Um, and that does that is some rushing, which you know, Eli was always a scrambler. Um, <laughs> but over 236 games. And the, the th- my thought is Eli's always felt like a 500 quarterback. And then it felt less to me. I'm not gonna lie. That's a that's a fair argument. But the thing is, and then going into looking at this record and realizing he was actually a 500 quarterback. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, he got you two rings, New York, but what did he really give you? A um, couple good years? It, In a career that spanned from 2004 to 2019? As a number one pick. Yeah. Overall, I think he would have been better served with Rivers. You're probably not wrong. Yeah, and, it's, and that's not a shot at Manning. Kind of it is. Um, but <laughs> overall, that career is just, it's. Is Eli a Hall of Famer? Probably. Should he be? No. Probably not. And that's why he's my bust. So, I, I mean, I want to I go on to that point, actually, because I didn't even put into consideration talking about Hall of Fame opportunities. And of these three, he will probably be the only one to be in consideration, and he shouldn't be. Of the three, he'd be the one I consider third. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his his only claim to potentially being in the Hall of Fame is beating Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and he didn't even do that well. Yeah, um, but go ahead with your. So I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go down this list how I wrote it. And I'm going to talk about Matt Stafford next. Um, I don't think you will agree with me, and that is okay. But Matt Stafford is my best. And Matt Stafford is my best because he has the best QBR. He has the best completion, completion percentage by 2%. And he's still playing for one of the worst teams in the NFL. Throughout his career, the Lions have been garbage. And he is the only reason that the Lions have ever had any chance, especially with Calvin Johnson. If you don't have a decent quarterback, he's he's going to retire even sooner because nothing's going to happen to him. And I... I 
feel badly for Matt Stafford because he should have at least a Super Bowl at this point because he is that caliber of quarterback. But he's in Detroit, and the Ford family likes mediocrity. Okay. Um, I will go let you ahead and let you finish up with where you have luck before I dive into where I have luck in Stafford. Sounds good. Um, at this point, I mean, it, it's fairly obvious. Luck is my bust. Um, <laughs> I honestly have to attribute most of that to the fact that he he cut his career short, and um, a lot of that what sort of shows some frustration within the NFL. Um, and I. Honestly, I probably shouldn't even attribute that to him. And I really should switch him with Eli because he he feels like a lot better of a quarterback. It's not too late. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Because the more that the literally the more that we are talking about this, the more that Eli is just forgettable and, and Andrew and Luck is le- is is not. Like we said, there are cases to be made for all three guys being all three spots. You could make a case for Eli being the best. It's not a case you or I'd agree with, but you can yeah. make that case. If all that matters to you is playoffs and rings, then clearly Eli's the best, Stafford's the worst, luck is the bearable. Yeah. But, but that's not all that matters. No, and and I'm 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 looking here and the again, the more I'm literally staring at these statistics while I'm talking to you, I, I have to switch that because Andrew Luck played in 86 games compared to 236. I mean, he played in less than half the games and he has essentially half the passing yards. He has a better QBR pretty significantly. Um, I mean, it's a five point spread. And when we're talking QBR, five points is a big impact. And he, I mean, he threw less than one interception a game. Eli Manning threw more than one interception a game. And I, I, I think the more I think about it, that is important because Andrew Luck is a, is a better player and has been a better player since he came into the league in 2012 when Eli had been in the league for eight years at that point. I think rookie year luck is still probably better than Manning, and I haven't even looked at the statistics. <laughs> um, so it's probably no secret that my bearable is Matt Stafford. Um, That's where I expected you to put him. Yeah, and I expected you to have him as your best. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you made uh, re- realistically everything you said is a great case for him being the best. It's also a great case for him being bearable. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree 100%. Records don't always matter, but your record is 74, 89, and 1. Um, 70 fumbles. Like I said, I don't know if all those were lost or what the situations were. Uh, 143 interceptions. Um, played in probably two-thirds of the games that Eli did, um, which, you know, it's not always fair to do something like that, but if you're to kind of configure for those extra, you know, 70 so odd games that he's missing. Yeah. Those stats are better than Eli's, no doubt. Yep. My best, I have Andrew Locke um, for a few reasons. Win loss record 53 to 33. Um, 44 fumbles, 83 interceptions. 
Andrew Luck lost most of his 2015 season. He didn't play at all in 2017. Um, and part of the main reason why Andrew Luck is my best is, and it, it's not fair. You know, it's, it's not fair. Luck played in probably half the game Stafford did. Just mental math looking at my sheet here. A third of what Manning played. If you double Luck's stats to, you know, make it even with Stafford. He surpasses him. And it's not really close. You know, more interceptions, more fumbles, sure. But more pass nerds, more touchdowns, better record most likely. If you triple it to get it close to Eli, it's not even close. He's looking at 70,000 passing yards. Like I said, more interceptions, more fumbles. But overall, you're probably looking at much more of a legendary career. If you were to configure, you know, luck throughout all that. I mean, the only thing that I want to throw a little bit of a wrench into that, um, the obviously the further into the career, the less you're going to throw. Absolutely. Um, and but but still, even even if there's that slight regression each year, you're still looking at ten years down the line, Andrew Luck being at a surpassing sixty thousand yards, closing in on seventy thousand yards, and having well over four hundred passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I don't see either of those being too too out of reach if Luck had continued to play. Um, and I, I do I do see Matt Stafford surpassing Eli in pretty much every statistic except for maybe interceptions. Um, especially sacks because you know lions. I uh, I think I'm, I, part of me thinks maybe a better way to have looked at this would have been through eighty six career games, uh, given that's all luck played. Um, but that's neither here nor there at the end of the day. No, and um, and I think that your take is about as good as it can get because I I think we have to agree that Eli is. Eli is your bust out of these three, even though he had the longest career. Like I said, New York, you got two rings out of it, but I would have rather had Rivers. I I think Rivers in New York could have gotten you three or four. He got you a third. He could have got you a third. He probably could have gotten you a fourth. I mean, realistically, he could have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I I think we will have to go with Andrew Luck is your best out of this bunch. Um, and I will piss off all of my Lions fans, a.k.a. Ben Goodwin, um, and go with Stafford as the bearable. Um, And Eli Manning is your number one draft pick bust out of these three quarterbacks. We uh, we don't disagree often, and then when we do, we rarely ever able to meet compromise. So I'm glad we we sorted (laughs) that out. Um, Now I'm going to skip a question real quick because I want to come back to that as our final question. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to skip to wh- who is the second worst team in the NFL after the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> I have to tell you, this was my favorite question to write. Was it? Because there are so many options. There's a lot of options, and they're not all teams you'd assume. I have three. Okay. And I will start with my hot take the Patriots. Okay. They. The Patriots very well should have lost to the Jets and they have lost to the Broncos and the Texans, two of the worst teams in the league. Houston is also on my list. 
because they've only beat the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Patriots. Um, so if, if you can't gather out of this so far, I'm going to go with my, my three worst teams in the league. Um, aside from Jacksonville, we're adding in the Lions. Um, th- they have some very seemingly fluke victories, and they have had many, many embarrassing losses, especially recently. Um, obviously, the record does not reflect being the second worst team in the NFL. The record reflects that the Jets are but the Jets are not the second worst team in the NFL. Um, but Patriots, there, there's my hot take. I, uh, I dig it. I dig it. Um, my second worst team in the NFL, I'm not, I'm not even considering records when I say who my second worst team is right now. Um, obviously, I want to say Carolina, but it's not Carolina. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A, cl- a close third. <laughs> Um, the second worst team in football right now is my Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they're one in five in their last six games. They should be four and two in those last six games, at least. Losing to Kansas City, who they've already beaten this year. They are that one in 14 and one. Lost to the Falcons, and it wasn't even close, 43 to six. Hardly beat the Jets, lost to the Colts 44-27, lost to the Chargers 30-27, lost to the Dolphins 26-25. The only two losses that I would have accepted there were Colts and Chiefs. And you could even make a case if the Raiders were playing like they should have been playing, they should have beaten both of those teams. This is a 7-8 team that, for all intents and purposes, should be 11 and four right now, at least. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I like I like your spin on this question. Yeah, no, it's the Raiders are sitting seven, eight. They're out of the playoff contention. They should be, you know, hell, I'll even give them men for that. They should at least be 10 and five and fighting for that seventh wild card spot. Yeah. Um, there's no excuse for them to be seven and eight right now. There's no reason whatsoever. I love my Raiders. I love Derek Carr. He's my boy. That's pathetic. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. Now, back to the other question. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the, the fun one. Um, so I want to preface this by saying we are going to have a special episode that will be dedicated to our picks for each round of the playoffs. And we are going to be asking for our viewer participation. On Twitter, we are going to put up a poll for each matchup, and we want you to essentially pick who who your Super Bowl champion is going to be, and we will discuss it. Um, Who deserves to be left out of the playoffs? The easy answer we're going to get out of the way right now is any team in the NFC East that doesn't win the division. That's the yeah. easy answer. I don't like easy answers. No, that's just we're again. getting it out of the way. We're getting it out of the way. <laughs> um, there's a few. 
the first team I think that kind of deserves to be left out of the playoffs is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, a team that started hot, kind of faltered, was trying to trying to get things together again. Um, like I said, they started with a good record. Kyler Murray was in the MVP conversation. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best hands in football. Um, but once we kind of reached that midseason point, they were not looking too good. And, you know, they're, they're, they're in contention right now. And I... Does it piss you off? It doesn't piss me off. It pisses me off the Rams are in contention right now. <laughs> um, I but at least looking at the Rams, I can understand they deserve to be there. So, I can understand unless and I agree. <laughs> one of my bullets for this one is literally Rams question mark, Aaron dot 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 question mark. <laughs> Over the of the two, I think the Rams deserve to be the more than the Cardinals do right now. Yeah, um, that and that's just based off of performance throughout. I don't really think either deserve. I don't think any team in the NFC West deserves. I'd rather have the whole NFC East than the NFC West be in there right now, honestly. Because uh, some of those NFC East teams have played a lot better than the NFC West has. Well, I would say everything went downhill when we didn't even realize that the, the uh, Rams, Rams contenders. were decent. <laughs> I'm not even going to say good because right now they're not being good. Um, so this is this is my this is my big one, and it is all because of a matchup from this week. It's the Browns. The Browns do not deserve to be in the playoffs because you are supposed to be one of the best teams in the, I mean, not just in your division, but in your conference. And you lost to the Jets. You cannot lose to the Jets and expect anything to come your way that is, I mean, let's be honest they might get left out because of this loss, even if they have the same record as two other teams, potentially four teams. To be fair, the Jets are like the fifth worst team in football right now. At, at worst, honestly. Um, are we going with my other three? I mean, <laughs> um, it's, a fair, it's a fair assessment. I, I could say the Browns for the same reasons you did, um, but there's one other team I want to touch on that I'm not sure deserves to be there. It's the Chicago Bears. Um, sitting at eight and seven, they've beaten teams they should have beaten, like the Jaguars, yep, like the Texans, like the Panthers, like the Giants, like the Lions once. And they've lost to teams they shouldn't have, like the Lions, like the Rams, like the Vikings. Um, Chicago feels like a team that's still trying to figure out who they are. So do you think that the, the Bears' problem is a coaching issue where you, you are flip-flopping on who you're putting out on the field behind, behind center and not being confident in your choice um it very well could be i i've said for weeks i don't think Trubisky's the problem um 
that I think, if anything, since he's returned to being the quarterback, Trubisky's been better than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it feels... The Bears feel like that significant other that breaks up with you because they need time to figure out what they want out of life. But that makes no sense because they never change anything. Yeah. That's the Bears to me. And, I mean, obviously I think we're seeing them left out of the playoffs. Um, Most likely. A lot has to happen for them to get in. and yeah. So Bears, Browns, Cardinals. Rams. I think we, I think we can, yeah, I think we kind of come to the consensus that at least two of those four are going to make it, <laughs> but I don't necessarily yeah. mean we deserve to be there. Well, th- that covers everything from blown coverage. But... Almost, almost, oh. because oh. we didn't do this last week, and I thought about the second we ended the show. We didn't preview Week 16 games. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and get that out of the way? I, I, I pause. I pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we've got the Titans and Texans. Uh, we're taking the Titans on this. I think we both are. Yep. Uh, Vikings, Lions. At this rate, it's the Vikings. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. is going to destroy them. Ravens, Bengals. I'm going with the Ravens. I'm taking my Bengals. And I know why you are. Because yeah. they are simply picking it. They're hot. I'm taking the Bengals for the same reasons you took the Giants a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Falcons, Bucks. I'm pulling for my my Falcons one more time. Please, Falcons. Please, Falcons. Show me you're not 4 11. Show me that you are a a 10 and 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. I'm taking the Giants here. I'm going Cowboys. That's fair. Jets, Patriots. I'm taking the Jets. Same. Yeah. Steelers They're Browns. the fifth worst team in the league. Uh, Steelers Patriots Browns. are the third. We've discussed <laughs> Steelers Browns. We've discussed enough. Um, Dolphins Bills. We're taking the Bills. Yes. Seahawks. Niners. Josh Allen's my man. Yeah. Seahawks Niners. I'm taking the Niners. I hate you because you said that first. So I'm going to be the opposite. I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Seahawks now. Uh, Cardinals Rams. I'm taking Rams. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah. I I, I mean, realistically, that's a 50-50 shot. Mm -hmm. Um, As is the Niners Seahawks. That's that's my problem with the West. (laughs) (laughs) Is I could give you all four of these records, right? So going into the season, be like, yeah, there's four teams. One's 11 and four. One's six, nine. One's eight and seven. One's nine and six. Tell me who's who. You'll have no chance. No clue. Or no no guess. shot. Because no, that could yeah. literally be all of them. Yep. Uh, Jaguars, Colts. I, if the Jacksonville Jaguars decide to be a decent team this week. Raiders, Broncos. Broncos. I'm taking Denver. Hurts me. I, I, I just think that the Raiders have imploded. Yeah. Um, Chargers, Chiefs. On paper, it's Kansas City, and I, I'm, I'm taking as, Chargers though. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm taking the Chargers because I, I don't think the Chiefs show up. I'm taking Kansas City, but it wouldn't shock me if the Chargers did surprise them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints, Panthers, Saints, Saints, Washington, and the Eagles. I'm going Washington. Washington's clinched in that division. Which quarterback goes out there? 
Well, sure as hell won't be Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yes. So I I want or I'm I'm going to pick Washington, but Jalen Hurts has a case. Fair, fair. And then uh Packers Bears. Packers. I think it's gonna be closer, but I'm gonna take the Packers as well. I don't think it's gonna be close. I'll be honest. <laughs> All right, Ricky, go ahead. Okay. Since I got a little bit excited earlier, now hold on. <laughs> this isn't breaking news, but it's breaking news to Ricky and I. From my NFL insider, as an in ESPN.com. Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger to sit, Mason Rudolph to start against Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this changes everything. Oh, shit. <laughs> Browns actually are probably going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, Dolphins. Oh, come on, Cleveland. Ricky, take it away. <laughs> oh, my God. Any, any more breaking news before I start this for the third time? Just a quick poll. Um, over, under, two helmets being ripped off by Miles Garrett in the Cleveland Pittsburgh game this week. Uh, can I, can uh, I push it at two? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, here at the runner-up, we... We, we lo- love to talk about sports and we have uh, a few things in the works. So we want to bring up some conversations from uh, some other sports that are starting up and have just started within the last week. So we want to lead out to you our uh, new N- uh, NBA pod brick. Um, Aaron, who is going to be the NBA player of the year? And who are going to be your NBA championships or champions? We're talking December 29th, 2020, looking at the end of the season now. I have two options for NBA the player of the year. Uh, one of them is on one of my championship prediction teams. Okay. Um, those two guys, I think it's going to be. Um, it's either Giannis or it's Kawhi Leonard. Ooh. Um, and I'll, I'll use Kawhi to lead into this, is I have the Clippers as one of my two teams winning the championship this year. And um, so do bookies. And I, I did not know that. So this is not me <laughs> going off the odds, um, but I'm a big Clippers fan. They're my LA team when it comes to basketball. I did not know that. Um, yeah, they're, my, they're, my, they're my LA, NBA, they're my NBA team in general, but they're my LA team specifically. Um, first year of Kawhi, and uh, PG together last season. Moments where they looked fantastic. They have a nice team around them as well. Uh, Luke Kennard over there now as well. That's a nice addition. Uh, I would not be shocked that they start firing on all cylinders. Um, Giannis, Giannis is incredible. Um, so I think that's a, that's an easy argument for potential player of the year. My other team for the championship is Brooklyn. There's a catch. Okay. If KD and if KD and Kyrie can stay healthy, it's Brooklyn. Okay. Um, 
Harris Levert's my man, let's be honest. Yeah, and I said to Ricky before we started the show that one of my teams for the NBA, I believe, is the future. And that's Brooklyn. I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to bring up one thing about the Clippers before I discuss mine. On Sunday, they got their asses kicked. They Four. lost 124 to 73. Yeah, that's bad. I, I, I see how this looks. <laughs> um, but, I mean... L- that aside, they are the runners up or the the get in there, boys. <laughs> they are the leading odds to win. Um, it's far too early. Yes, obviously. So you know, I I have I have two that I think are likely contenders. I really like your picks, especially Brooklyn, because I flip and love the Nets. I'm big on and Brooklyn. I I am not a huge NBA fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I am going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win, and I think that Antetokounmpo is just too good, and he is going to be your MVP as well. My other team that I think could could get there is the Lakers, and fuck the Lakers at the same time. Um, but I, I can see. There's a lot of emotions, even more so now for them than even the end of last season because I didn't feel like a season. I, I can see them just going out there and just playing like bad men. Yeah, I, I don't uh, want them to. I want the Bucks. The Bucks would not shock me. I agree that I think Giannis is going to be Giannis is my front runner yeah. uh, for MVP um, or the Player of the Year. However you want to put it. My sleeper pick for MVP is Karis Levert, and I it, it's probably. Probably not even an option, but he just blew up last year, and I. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's going to be a fun NBA season that's coming up. Okay. Um, still far too early into it to really say anything, but that's it, going to be. An and exciting, that's why I, that's why I'm bringing this up now because we're going to have exciting, some fun talks an about really show bad that takes. we're going to be picking up here soon. Yeah, for sure. we're going to have some fun talks about some really shitty takes we make early on in seasons. Absolutely. Um. Now we get to move on to another future podcast light the lamp we gonna be talking about the nhl i'm excited for this one um the main reason why is we have a friend of ours uh dave who knows a lot about hockey uh ricky and i know equally average amounts about hockey (laughs) i as a kid i was more of a hockey fan than basketball fan and my father loved the Red Wings, and I swear, whenever they were on or whenever they were playing, it was on our TV. So I, I, I have watched and I enjoy a lot about hockey. Well, I absolutely enjoy hockey. I just don't know a lot about hockey, um, and, and that's okay. Yeah. You, so for eventually, when we get to the show, uh, baseball is going to be the one where I talk the most. Um, and you guys hear, least. yeah, you guys hear me and Ricky go back and forth on football quite a bit, and it seems like we're going to go back and forth on basketball quite a bit. Um, but basketball or baseball is going to be the one where I really go all out because that's, you know, I could talk about baseball all day, every day. We're going to get into Premier League here shortly too, and that's one where Ricky's really going to let it all go. Oh yeah, uh, buddy. NHL though, my Stanley, my early early Stanley Cup prediction. Yes, I have two teams, and they are my two teams I predict every year. Okay. Every year. Um, they were both in the playoffs this year. They both let me down. Okay. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes 
Ooh. And the Calgary Flames. Okay. Those are my two picks every year, ever since I was a kid, just playing video games. I always loved the Flames. Um, then they come here where they're actually decent. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll take the Flames. <laughs> um, but Flames, Canes, that's always been my pick. Um, this is the year. 2021 is the year. Flames, Canes. I, I really like your pick in um, the Hurricanes. And I... I've been fortunate enough to actually go to a Canes game in North Carolina. That's sweet. So much fun. Um, What people actually don't realize about the Canes, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, They've been getting better steadily, consistently over the last couple of seasons. I'm actually surprised these last couple of years that they haven't made it deeper. Um, So I would not be shocked. The Flames are a bit more of a pipe dream for me. but I would not be surprised in the slightest if the Canes are there in the next year or two. And I have to agree. I would not be shocked. Um, So I have two picks. um, And I won't, one of them is not really a pick. It's more of one that I, I feel is more of a standard at this point. And I hate it because I am not a fan of them whatsoever. Um, I would like to think that this comes down between Tampa Bay and your Las Vegas Golden Knights. I will be honest. I, when, when Vegas got their team, I bandwagoned. And (laughs) then again, how can you not bandwagon when it's a brand new team? Everyone's a bandwagon fan. Imagine how much Um, money you could have won. I, I cannot fathom. Um, we wouldn't be working jobs to support this podcast, I'm damn sure. Yeah. So I, but my my pick is Vegas. I, they've been contenders. They were contenders year one. They won their division again last year. I think it's going to happen. I want it to happen. I would love to be love to see your two picks and and my two picks just going at it because why the hell not. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. I think 2021 is going to be a lot of fun for NBA, MLB, and NHL. Tampa was the other pick, right? And, and yeah, I have the Lightning, and that's simply because the Lightning, just they're just I'm, a good team. Even I'm over Tampa. I'm over Tampa. I, I, I was yeah. over them last year. Yeah. I was over them when they were – <laughs> was it last? Playoff. Was it was it last season they won it? They, last, they just won. Yeah, I didn't want that. Um, I was it Dallas they were against. All right. I think yes. Yeah, no, I wanted um, Dallas cheer Dallas hardcore. Because yeah, Dallas, it, it's very, out. it was very interesting because you have a chance for all three major uh, sports in Tampa Bay for being competing for a title. Because and I that's awful. And I'll get to more. I'll touch on that in a second. Because um, I think. I was big on Dallas last year because I think they knocked out my flames. And, and my thing with hockey is anytime one of my teams is knocked out, but I just start cheering that other team. Yeah. So, you know, if Dallas knocks out Calgary, then Dallas is my new pick. I, I have a, a good friend from my first year out of high school who he's from Texas and is a huge stars fan. And I, I never paid attention to them before. And then when, when we started hanging out, they became somebody on my radar. I'm like, well, yep, we, we got to talk about it. <laughs> it's, uh, 
so you, you have a chance for every team in Tampa being like a contender and whatnot. Yep. I hate when that happens. Because yep. I think it was 2017 or 2018. 2018. Um, the Patriots are coming off a Super Bowl win. The Red Sox have won the World Series. The Bruins, I believe, won the Stanley Cup. I believe the Celtics won the NBA Finals, or they went to the Finals. One of the yeah. and whenever things like that happen, I'm like, not to mention, I don't like Boston teams to begin with. <laughs> to be quite frank, I'm not big <laughs> on Boston teams, <laughs> and then to have all of you as winners, <laughs> like, come on. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. no it's not and I, I I'm not a Tampa Bay fan in any respect not between the Rays not between the Lightning not between the Bucks. I honestly I could care less which is sad to even say that I could care less about them but they're I dig the Rays but uh, that, that's a team. conversation that's a conversation for a different show that's conversation for April. And this um, is this has been a long one. <laughs> it has, and and it doesn't help that we're adding in. And we're not even a third of the way done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we're doing a special pod uh, later on. Um, so I, I think we've talked enough about basketball and uh, hockey in a football podcast. So now we're going to talk more about football. Yeah, but sounds about we're right, actually going to talk about the sport where using your feet is much more common. Um, we're going to be coming out with a pod called Upper 90. Um, and really, we, we're going to discuss the Premier League. But um, we, we don't discriminate based on leagues. We, we do like to talk about like the Bundesliga, La Liga. We'll, we'll talk about your sports. Fuck the MLS. I... I refuse. I will not. Um, General disclaimer, the thoughts and views of Ricky Knopf are not the thoughts and views of the runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand this. Um, my, my wonderful British friend uh, who knows even more about football than I do will agree. Fuck the MLS. Um, I digress. I, I know you don't necessarily know a lot about the Premier League, but we are midway through the season and... We're going to talk about the Premier League and who's going to win this year. There are a few options, but my 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 favorite Liverpool is going to win. It's not going to be as resounding as last year. They're not going to win by 20 points. But Jurgen Klopp is far too much of a genius, and Liverpool will win again. It'll most likely be a two-match margin at most, but they are going to win. Everton might come close. Tottenham might come close. Arsenal will be nowhere near the top, and I am very happy about that. See, and all my money is on Arsenal. All my money is on Arsenal. Arsenal's shit, and Arsenal fans will agree Arsenal is shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I know nothing about soccer slash football, um, <laughs> but I'm eager to learn. And the best way to learn? Through the upper 90. And uh, all these conversations with yours truly and Ben will be oh so much fun. Um, I, I take it you have nothing more to add since we're talking about soccer. No, um, I, uh, oddly enough, I have so many soccer thoughts in my mind, but it's just too much to get out. 
Um, on, on that note, I, I want to thank everyone for your time. Uh, this is definitely a longer runner up, but remember, check us out on Twitter, check us out on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify at the runner up HQ. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Aaron. So for Ricky, I'm Aaron. Week 16 blown coverage. Catch you next time.